0: Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Did you miss me? I missed you too, but know that I had a wonderful vacation. I went to South Carolina, and I just chilled for a little while, and it was awesome, but it is so very good to be back with you again. We we all know that caregiving can be a huge burden. It's stressful, very emotional, and can be physically demanding. So why would God call us into this particular service? I believe it's because he created us for fellowship, and caring caring for others is a form of fellowship. Don't you think? Also, He never ever gives us a task that he hasn't prepared us to do. I believe part of why things are hard or challenging is four reasons, I believe. First, it's so we can turn our focus to him, right? Because he should be our focus. Two, because we've turned our focus to him, we engage in a more intimate relationship with him. Three, we learn to give of ourselves to him and then to others and for this giving of ourself to him and others is what fosters community and connection now I told you that I was taking a break and I was going to go and get with the Lord and see what he would have for the second season of caregiving is a ministry right so guess what he gave me for season two the word came to me after only two days of being away And the word that I got was shepherd. I said, huh? Then I began to just hear, you know, like within my heart. I began to hear and see, I guess is a more accurate thing, Um, where Jesus was a shepherd. David was a shepherd. And Paul, these three men were all forms of shepherds in the early church. And Jesus, of course, to us now. And I guess to a certain extent, still Paul and David through their writings. So we're going to look at how God shepherds us and then how we can shepherd not only our loved ones who he's given us um, the responsibility of caring for in this season, but also others around us. First, excuse me, in looking at shepherding, I really want to focus on you, the caregiver. And as I stated, caregiving is hard, right? You need to know that you are loved and that you're not alone. So today, we're going to begin by focusing on how God is a shepherd to you and to me. How he provides for you, how he provides for me, and then how we can then provide to others. So pop quiz, guess what scripture we're going to be looking at? ding 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 if you guess Psalms 23 <laughs> but what I want to do is I'm not going to look at the entire psalm during this um, episode nope what we're going to do is we're going to break the psalm down and we're going to do it by verse or stanza <coughs> excuse me I have something in my throat does that sound good okay so we're going to get started And of course, I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. And so the very first verse of Psalms 23 states, The Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in need. Are you familiar with the different names of God that are written in Hebrew? If you are, then the term Jehovah Jireh should ring a bell, should be very familiar to you. Uh, and translated from the Hebrew, it means God is my provider. He provides for us, and if he is providing for us, then are we in need of anything? That answer would be no. Yet, I think our society, we have a problem which, in, which is in classifying or distinguishing between a need versus a want. In our very consumer-oriented society, we often confuse them. Basic needs are food, clothing, shelter, and believe it or not, relationships. Where we confuse them is when we have certain expectations of how we wish our basic needs to be met. For example, food. You can have a hot dog. Or do you want a porterhouse steak? (laughs) See the difference? And I'm guilty of doing this too. But I want us to know that we don't serve a basic God. No, our God is the God who owns and created the universe. You know the Psalms where David said he owns, that our God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, right? He owns everything. Also, in referring back to Paul, he tells us in Ephesians 3 that our God is able to do far more abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. So let's put a pin right there in that phrase, the power that works in us. What could this power be? I mean, I'm emphasizing the word power here. Has this word power been used to describe an individual? Well, let's have a conversation with um, our dear brother, Luke. It seems as though I recall in Acts, the first chapter, the eighth verse, Luke references a conversation that Christ had with his disciples before his ascension into heaven. He being Jesus said this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Hot dog, power is the Holy Spirit that resides in you and me. And that is what allows God to be God in our lives how because the holy spirit is god and he knows that there is nothing that is too difficult for god and when we just move out of the way and allow the holy spirit to work holy spirit to work in our lives it shows us he just shows up in supernatural ways you know i used to think that all of the um supernatural miracles that occurred in both the old testament and the new testament were i believed that they were real but i just didn't think that God was in the miracle supernatural business now, that for some reason that was reserved for Bible times and not now. But I'm wrong. And I tell you this story. I have a dear friend, Dolores, who is in Hawaii, who helped me with my mother. And um, she would go on mission trips to Haiti. And she told me that this was her second trip, I believed, and she had come back and I had invited her over for dinner so that she could share her experience with me and Mama. And so she's telling me this story. And on one particular day, The group that she was with and I don't remember what missionary group or what church she would she um, linked up with but it was from a woman who was a former member of our church in Hawaii but was no longer there but was someplace statewide and she would get a group of people from various churches to go over to Haiti way they needed to make sandwiches for a group of people now I'm gonna make up a number because I don't remember but um they needed to make tuna fish sandwiches and I don't remember if they were tuna fish I'm gonna say tuna fish they had to make tuna fish sandwiches for let's say 30 people what they had was a half a loaf of bread and then a full loaf of bread and you know when you make a sandwich you put two loaves together right and so Dolores said that they prayed over it and her instructions the lady the instructions that the lady gave her Dolores was just continue to make sandwiches until the bread runs out and so Dolores went through the first half of the loaf and then what she did is she tore the middle of the loaf in half which I'll be honest because I'm kind of a control freak that would have just been freaking me out because it's like why would you not open it from the front end where it's supposed to but I've been in places where they tear it open in the middle so she tore it open in the middle and she was making her sandwiches and you know she was praying too and she would look at it and she was saying okay how many more sandwiches and they were like we still need some more and she kept making sandwiches and she kept making sandwiches until the lady came in and said we have enough everybody's been fed and there was still bread in the loaves That's the Holy Spirit showing up as a miracle. Because you can count how many sandwiches you can make in a loaf of bread. And I guarantee you it's not gonna be 27 or 26. It was something like that. And both she and I shouted for joy all over again. God is definitely our provider. He is going to provide for us as long as we trust him. And sometimes even if we don't trust him, he still continues to be faithful and provide for us. We need to recognize that it's not the job that's providing for you. It's not the pension or the retirement like that I get. Those are means by which God is providing for for us. But we are to not confuse that with the fact that God is the ultimate source of our provision. Now, going back to our needs. Believe it or not, as I stated, our needs are basic. Water, food, shelter, everyone needs and desires these. But God, being the gracious God that he is, he gives us far more than what we need. He gives out of his abundance. How many of you can go to your refrigerator right now and there's plenty of food in the refrigerator? Plenty of food in the pantry? I mean, or if if you don't have anything, you can easily go to the store and buy what you, what you want to satisfy your hunger or thirst. Even if you can't go and get a porterhouse steak every now, I mean, like right now, you may be able to get it every now and then, but you can definitely go and get your need met. How many of you not do not just have shelter, but you have a nice place to live? And transportation, you know, whether it's your own car or if it's public transportation, it's still a means to get you where you need to go, right? Now, I don't want to be... Insensitive, to those of you who may um, not be experiencing an abundant season right now. Know that scarcity is fueled by um, a lack of need that has been established by man, not by God. Man manipulates prices and products and through greed, we have scarcity, not God. But that being said, God is still your shepherd, and he will provide for you. Allow the Holy Spirit that is within you to draw you into a point of surrender and thanksgiving. Surrendering to his need and thanksgiving for him being God. And know that he is about to do something in your life. You may not always, you will not, I say, you will not always be in lack. All you need to do is just trust God and know that he has worked it out for you. Your needs are going to be met. If he gives you some instruction to facilitate his meeting your need, then you are to be obedient and do that. But know and trust that he has made provisions for you. You will not be in lack. Our God is a good God. And due to our circumstances, sometimes we may think otherwise and the enemy wants us to think that way. The enemy wants us to be stuck where we are and forget all that God has done and what he will do. But let's not allow the enemy to hijack our thoughts. But let's surrender our thoughts to God and think on things that are good. Remembering the goodness of God despite our circumstances. Remember the three Hebrew boys, Meshach, Re- um, Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego, hard names, right? They believed and knew that God was good, even after being thrown in the furnace. I know that being a caregiver oftentimes can feel like you've been thrown in the furnace. I know I did. But know that if you are in there, you're not alone. And no harm will come to you. Just as Jesus stood in the very midst of the furnace with the Hebrew boys. He's right there in the midst with you as you caregive. Today, I want us to rest in knowing that God is our provider and that he will continue to be so. And because he is our provider, our shepherd, we will not be in need. Let's pray. Holy Father, we come before you thanking you for reuniting us once again. Thank you for your word that is in our hearts. And thank you for showing us that you are a good shepherd and that you've always been a shepherd to us, a shepherd who lays down his life for us, a shepherd who takes care of us and who provides for us so that we will never be in need. Help us to understand the difference between a need and a want and to recognize that you have met our needs. And as we give you our list of wants to allow you to bless us and ble- to bless us with those gifts when you see fit we want our lives to bring honor and glory to you and so we ask that you continue to draw us closer to you help us to lean on you and to come to you and to just gain a, a more pr- appreciation for everything that you have done in our lives help us to honor you as Lord and as God in our lives. Bless those who are caregiving for loved ones right now. It can be a hard road, but it's not too difficult if they put their hands in yours. And so I ask that you give them a special blessing of peace, Lord. I ask, Father, that your favor shine upon them and that you send them some help, some good news, and let them know that you love them. Watch over their care, the one that they're caring for, Lord. We pray that they're not in any pain or discomfort. We pray, Father, that they come to know you in the pardoning of their sins. And ask that a relationship, that it be strengthened between caregiver and the person being cared for. All this, Lord, we pray in your precious Son, our Savior's name, Jesus the Christ. All right, my podcast family, that was episode one of season two. So good to be back with you. I'll see you tomorrow.